in your ear holes and unapologetic, <laughs> it's the podcast. You guys yeah. are ready for the thing? Yeah. Let's, let's thing a do. We should. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. That was so adorable. I want to hold you all of a sudden. <laughs> I'd let you. <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe. I've said too much. The dried out turkey leftovers of internet radio. <laughs> My name is Mike, and I'll be your host as we peruse this broken wishbone of turkey sadness and uh, make our way into your ear holes. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Izzy Swan, of all things IzzySwan.com, and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Gentlemen. Howdy. How's it going, Joel? (laughs) What's happening? Joel was having some fun technical problems right before we went live there. It was actually quite entertaining to watch the whole thing. Well, Joel made one mistake. No, I'm I'm sorry. I I had a thing, and then I, the the thing I turned around the thing, and I flipped over the thing, and then I did the thing, and now it's done. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. That's that's technical as you can get. Okay, I like it. I don't. I don't know if I should explain further, but no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think. I think we're good. I think we're good. So, uh, hey, welcome back from Thanksgiving. Yeah, hey, no everybody. kidding. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? You made it to. Uh, you made it to New York and back unscathed. That's awesome. I. I made a trip to upstate New York, and um, so the weather there is different than here in the the balmy Carolinas. Uh, When I got out of the car, it was six degrees, and there was about a 25 to 30 mile an hour wind. Now, I'm from New York. I grew up there. But uh, being that I've been in the South now for more than 20 years, I'm kind of acclimated to not being in from the North. And when I stepped out of the car my entire body said the word fuck all at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and my father-in-law came out and he, I, I looked him right in the eyes and I said, how do you live here? And that was, and then we ran inside and I just left my luggage out in the car. <laughs> I was like, right hell with it. I will live in whatever I'm currently wearing. I don't need any of it. So, uh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, we had Thanksgiving uh, in my aunt's house, which is not a large home, 42 people. Had dinner in the same place. Not one person murdered. At least the body will be found. Um, <laughs> Excellent work. Yes, we ate a lot. We drank a lot. We enjoyed a lot. So, but uh, yeah, you know the good, good. So, what uh, would you guys do over the holiday break? Joel has, by the way, big news. By the Huge way, I just wanted news. to say I did talk to our human resources department, and they're putting in your PTO requests for uh, for the holidays from. Uh, Maybe I said too much headquarters. That's good. That's good because we already <laughs> took them. And we, and like everything we do with our HR department, we always ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. That, that is the policy. They they follow, not lead. So um do we want do we want Izzy to go first and save the big news from Joel for last? No, Does no. Joel have big Joel news? Should definitely is, go is first. Joel making we'll... announcements? Uh yes. Well, I made a amazing turkey. Yeah, you did. I did. Oven I roasted did. or did you deep fry this year? Actually, I uh, I have decided that if you're going to roast a turkey, A, you have to brine it. B, that's a, that's, it, it, it's just, it, you have to. Um, 
but I bought a turkey roaster a couple of years ago. Like, you know, one of the big roasters. It's like a giant crock pot, but it's you know, it's. Kinda... I, I deep fry mine, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay, so I like deep fry, but here's the thing: turkey is only a vehicle for the gravy. I like okay. turkey. Turkey's good. Turkey's nice. Turkey is a vehicle for the mayonnaise for your sandwich. Turkey is a vehicle for the other things that are on the plate. But specifically, turkey is a vehicle for gravy. It's it's just how it is. If you have a good gravy, which I have a good gravy, uh, then turkey is is a second <laughs> is is second is second in in the order. Doing my of, best to hold together. <laughs> No, I, I'm serious. My the gravy is I put that shit on everything. If it isn't cranberry sauce, <sighs> I, I put it on the bread. I put it on the mashed potatoes. I'm not eating any of those things, by the way, unfortunately. But uh, I was going to make my cheat day, but I didn't make my cheat day. So, um, anyway, so if you get a turkey roaster, I, I'm going to talk a little culinary uh, uh, genius here. A turkey <laughs> roaster. Drink while you do this, please so, do, please. Because this is important things. People need to know this. A, Brian. B, get a turkey roaster. Don't do it in the oven, right? It's, 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 it's a waste of, of precious oven space when you have 72 dishes. I mean, your, your Aunt Sue is going to bring over the 72 pounds of green bean casserole that is demanded of Aunt Sue. And she's going to need at least three and a half racks to put all this in there. So you can't be having a turkey just sitting around doing its thing. Anyway, the, the roasters do a better job at doing roast turkey. All right, so the, the 0.1% of people that have a turkey roaster you're talking to, but the rest I'll of the world. I'll tell you what, they're like $40, and you can they can be used for anything. Like they're, I believe they're just, you. It's a whole oven with a lid. Anyway, so it's a useful thing. I'll tell you what the funniest thing we've used it for is. Margo, my lovely wife, is on the PTA for the school board, and they do a cart once a month for the teachers. Like, there will be a bagel cart, and there will be a uh, Danish cart, and they, they roll these around to the, the teachers, and they do this really nice thing. The PTA puts this on. Uh, some companies donate from it. A lot of times they buy the stuff, and they put it on, and they roll them out, and they make them a bagel and all the things. But uh, one of the things, because we're in the South, they requested a grit cart, right? So they mm. wanted a a cart designated that you had grits and all the toppings that you could possibly put on there, right? Sugars and salts and cheeses and butter Shrimps. and all, all the things, right? So that's what they did. Well, in this big turkey roaster, we made what can wow. only be described as seven gallons of grits, and it Are was grits measured in gallons. I, I'm, I'm, I have very strong opinions about grits, so I, I don't pay much no, no, attention no, no. to them. That's okay. I, I can only tell you that it was an excellent uh, resource for getting grits to boil at seven gallons. So, uh, so anyway, that was the roaster, and the turkey was great, and everything was fine, and I have enough turkey. It was a 25 pound turkey. I did it the day after Thanksgiving. We were a little busy. Uh, on, uh, on Thanksgiving day, uh, my daughter who was pregnant is now not pregnant. And, uh, we have a uh, new member of the Crawford household. You have such a hard time saying it. Right. Well, my, my daughter has a son. <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's fine. No, that's not so much the you... grandpa thing. It's, it's my daughter and she has that a son. That makes you. No. See, that's, that's where you, this is not that how. That makes you. No, 
No, say the words, Joel. N- no, there's there are some say fine lines word. here. Uh, the grandfather thing can happen later, but current <laughs> currently, it's my daughter's child. Right, which also makes you. And he does have a really cool name. His name's Maverick. Which also makes you <laughs> proud of her. That makes me very proud of her. <laughs> Well, I can't wait till the day you're finally a grandfather. That, so, me too. Then I can I, congratulate you on it. In in the distant, distant future, I will be excited to be in that age bracket where I can be called grandfather. <laughs> but that, until that day happens, we will refer to this as my daughter's son. I've, I've said my father has a, a blanket or a pillow in his bonus room that says, uh, if I knew grandkids were this much fun, I would have had them first. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Well, this this is just, you know, they're sacking little potatoes that have to be fed and and chained. So so you're not a grandfather, but you you have a grandchild. Squeeze it, squish it, and then give it away when it poops. Yeah, it's a really really cute baby, (laughs) and it's nice. And it it has, uh, it's a very, it's an awesome baby as far as babies go. It sleeps a lot, and it cuddles on you. And, you know, if you move or twitch because it's laying on your chest, you know, it startles. And it's like, oh, my God, something's happening. You can't, can't drop it very far. Can't, you, you can't drop it that, that far, and uh, it's it's good. Everything's everything. Everybody's well. And my my wife, my super wife, who is super in every aspect, oh, not a grandmother. It she's is definitely <laughs> please, please. She's gonna bust through my little shed wall right here, like like the. I'm Kool-Aid texting her guy. as we speak. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. Oh, anyway, don't worry. Anyway, I'm going to share it with YouTube. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so yeah, so that was the excitement that uh, pretty much uh, killed Thanksgiving in its uh, in its plans, but it kept me on my keto diet. So all I've had to eat for Thanksgiving is actually turkey and uh, some gravy, and that's pretty much and it. And your gravy's the best. My gravy is the best. <laughs> So, no, uh, so let's, you're, let's, in, let's, you're let me, in a very weird spot where you have a grandson, no, not a grandfather. No, I, my <laughs> daughter has a son. We are going to have to make sure this terminology, I don't know what we can make that. My but, kids better get off their butts and start making a few grandkids. Cause if I don't get a grandkid soon, I'm going to start making, I'm going to make another baby. Cause I, I miss babies. Jesus dude. You need to, to chill you, out. Yeah. You need, you need to calm down. Babies, There's, you've already Scooby. you've already populated your quota and a few other people's Uh-oh. babies. That, so my grandparents had eight. I should text probably try and match to Margo. that. Are you texting Margo? Stop texting Margo. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, that's it's uh, so to recap recap the the turkey needs to be in a roaster and you need to fortify your gravy. And I had. A great time bring, welcoming my let's, daughter's Let's talk child. more about babies. Right. <laughs> so, so, we, so that was you, about it. So you just you gave me eight minutes of audio. I have to completely edit out <laughs> just to get to the <laughs> just do the recap grandfather part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh, in in the shops in full swing. We're we we got nailed for uh, actually Thanksgiving Day was crazy for us so the holiday shoppers are hitting strong on the online sales i'll be interested to see how the market reacts to brick and mortar and all the rest of the things because if our little place is any indication then this was a really good year for online sales 
Yeah, which scares the out of me. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. I think because we were talking about, you know, especially you see the economists and more are talking more and more about this crash that this is the impending doom. So it's just like. Well, we're, we're definitely... Well, now, to be fair, they always talk about that right, because at some point they're going to be well, right. Yeah, right. there's there's three guys I follow that I, I follow that I trust, and they're starting to talk about it now, which is, you know, well, I guess they've been talking about it for about six months now, predicting it in the next 18 to 20 months, and it's just, you know, so, just watching well, it. If you want to get but really If you predict anything in the next 18 months, I mean, you're you're almost uh, going to be 100. Unless you predict a meteor crashing into, like, my home, you're you're... Predicting anything out for the next year and a half, you have a very high likelihood of being correct. Well, so. yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, that's not a topic we should. I don't want to feel. Like I, don't, I don't know. It's. Yes. I think it's. It's worth at least having a moment's conversation on. You brought it up. Well, you know, it, they've been talking. Well, since we we haven't had a crash since '08. You know, um, we're typically our country goes through a little mini crashes every three to four years. We are way overdue for one, and the one the one that they're t- they're predicting a pretty hefty another another significant fail in the market. Um, in so much that they'll they, there's a couple countries that they're worried that just won't make it through the that economy crash. That's a world a world oh, economy crash. Think about how much. Just, think about how good uh, the uh, land values would be though in some oh yeah you know, some places. Yeah. Don't well, think the, the, I wasn't looking at laying after the hurricane in, in Puerto Rico. Now, I love you people in Puerto Rico, but <laughs> your land was a little devalued. Um, yeah. No, there, well, and, well, so, you know, well, GM just uh, announced they're laying off 14,000 people or something like that. Yeah, so, and, uh, and, and yeah. they might be right. 15% might of their the, salaried. Might be yeah. the beginning of the end. Here we go. Not the beginning of the end, just the beginning of another little market, you know. No, no, this is the end. We'll, we'll be oh, we'll be God. selling our children off or drinking water soon. So. I'll, I, I'm good. I got lots of them to sell. Yeah, you got to start <laughs> making them again. So. <laughs> <laughs> go to Israel I will if you not, want a cup of water. I will not go thirsty. But um, you, no, no, it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll see. You know, well, we, I, we have, we have, I, we're, we as a business are preparing for a slowdown a little bit because we have two things that are huge major factors. Uh, the first one is that we've had a number of tariffs levied um, mm-hmm. and, and that has definitely slowed down some sectors. Uh, right. The second thing has been that the interest rates are continuing to go up which has been a push of the Fed because they've been running at 0% interest for, geez, Mike, you would know better than I would, 10 years? No. They're not eight? I don't remember what they were at, but near zero for for since 2008, right? Uh, I think 2010 is when the, uh, the, the full QE started really kicking in, but they... Uh... You know, it's funny that you, it's amazing that the, um, the times that we're in right now, you can't even discuss the word tariffs without like things automatically. Cause I can feel the, the political sort no, no, of no, hyper-partisanship I, I, I getting just, ready to start already. Right. And, and it's and like, that's why you're I just, said you're just talking factually about something that's happened, but you know, I can hear the, I can hear everybody raising, yeah, you know, I can, I can already feel the, the ire of people and we won't even release this. We're, we, we don't, yeah, we don't have to go there. <laughs> no, no, we I, it's it's boring, so it's no point to go there. But right, the, right. Uh, I actually, um, well, I wanted to hear what uh, Izzy's been up to as of late because I saw him making toilet bowls that he then put Sanders into. So you have sort of like a a really weird bidet, is what you turn that into? Because it was supposed yeah, to. Was it, awesome. Really, I thought it was going to be a toilet bowl, and then you put this thing that you know goes up into your ass um, when you sit on it and spins you clean. Or maybe I maybe I should have listened to that with the sound on. 
Yeah, but, um, yeah, you should listen to that with the sound on. Um, yeah, so you know, just uh, built in. So it's not that. Um, is what you know, into the one of the cabinets, I put that video out. the Thursday, Friday, something. Um, and I, I was working on. I'm, I was trying. I'm like, um, I have so much stuff going on. It's you know, this is kind of like the 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 precursor to everything starting to slow down for me which i'm i'm really hoping for you know it's like getting the shop set up and and getting some things you know uh, you know in my professional life just organized and so they kind of just work so um i've been trying to think of this content that i can keep putting out because quite honestly putting cabinet doors on a cabinet's not exciting content um or you know all those little things that have to be done, all the wiring that has to be ran, the floors that need to be installed in the second room, the office I have to build out yet, the, all the cabinets need to be finished. The uh, It's just boring. You know, it doesn't make for good content. So I've been trying to put out a little bit of stuff in between, but still make it valuable enough that it's, you know, it's, it's actually moving towards the end goal of having the shop put together and the office put together. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. And then that was fun. That was a little fun thing. I talked about the uh, when oscillating spindle sander in that video and then i'm working on a um kind of a multi-function or a multi-purpose um if i'm gonna i figured if i was gonna go through the hassle of building a really nice router table i was gonna make it so it would take care of most of my router needs fixed base router needs and so i'm working on that it was supposed to be a two-day build i'm in day four now <laughs> so it's the right it's the right amount um, hopefully we'll have that done tomorrow and maybe the video up tomorrow night or uh, wednesday i'm excited but, to see um, it though it should be interesting. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's going to work like I like I want it to. So there's no there's no excitement there for me. No no thrill of the hunt, so to speak. Um, it's just all the little putting all the little pieces together to make it do what I want it to do. Um, so we're gonna the CNC is coming up soon. That'll be great because that'll make my my life so much easier getting that thing put together. And um, I just found a product online that I am crazy excited about and it's such a simple thing and um but i think anybody who runs a cnc or does a lot of router work will appreciate this product when i actually get it out there it's a special kind of chucking device and i'll talk more about that in upcoming weeks um so i i i like this product so much i pitched it to a couple um well i pitched it to my my buddy about picking up a dealership of on it so i can promote it through him because it's a it's a pretty amazing product so yeah yeah so exciting there um hey speaking I, of I, amazing products i just dropped like two grand on on battery powered equipment i made the pulled the trigger on um on makita so i I'd, I'd hemmed and hawed over which battery system i was going to go with and you know uh ultimately when you start looking at the mid-range tools like makita dewalt milwaukee um uh, you know i'll even throw rigid into the mix there uh you know their damn battery the, warranty i wish everybody had rigid battery warranty well they kind of do you know you can if you if you as long as you registered your tool and your battery you can you can get battery replacements i think it's up to a year i think rigid doesn't beyond that though i'm not sure i wonder is their lifetime like lifetime okay. yeah well they should be but <laughs> just um Anything made by TTI, it better have a lifetime warranty on it these days. <laughs> so, so no sponsorship from them anytime soon. Well, you know, it, it, there's a false assumption out there that uh, that Emerson makes rigid, and it, it, it they don't. Well, they, they, like the rigid tools you see in Home Depot are made by TTI. They're licensed. 
from Emerson, but they still made by TTI. So it's like the Ryobi um, rigid. And by the way, if you're Milwaukee. holding a drill in your hand when you listen to this, there's a 90% chance that TTI made it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so. yeah Stanley or, or TTI, most, most likely, yeah. Or Bosch. Those are the three big ones. Um, but yeah, so I, I picked the Milwaukee um, thing because anyway, the, 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 the line I was going down is they're pretty much, as far as quality and performance goes, each tool has their strong points, but you know, there's just not enough difference in there to go, hey, I want DeWalt because it does this, this, and this, and this. And, you know, if I'm, and honestly, if I was a contractor, I might, I might have picked DeWalt over because I'd need the heavier duty, you know, the big boring tools and all that stuff. But in, that'd be the only reason why. Um, the reason I went with Makita is just options. You know, if you're going to invest all that time, all that money into a battery hour, battery system i wanted options so i ended up buying makita they have 230 tools in their 18 volt lineup hmm. so i bought dewalt just because the yellow stands out in my shop <laughs> like a, like a pencil i, I really a- wish that that was it was more than that but the but i bought i bought a 18 volt impact set 11 years ago that still works yeah uh, is so. he is he isn't that what i told you yeah, but you know, I mean, the walls are great tools, you know. And I look at um, even Milwaukee; their their plastics are really cool. Joel mentioned that they have yeah. the uh, fiberglass impregnated plastics that they also put in the rigid tools. That's a really hefty, good feeling tool. But bottom line is, they're not what they used to be. Um, you know, Milwaukee kind of moved when they moved their their stuff to Taiwan or wherever the hell they're being made now. It just it changed the quality of the workings of it, and then you know. I think there's, and I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it live on it, but tool companies seem to go through like this five-year lull, like they put out some really cool tools and they're like this five-year lull of kind of just mediocrity. Nothing really cool comes out and, you know, whatever, and then they start seeing their numbers drop and they get real heavy on new product again and they start doing the marketing push and, you know, Bosch is kind of going through that right now. DeWalt just came out with their huge system, but the one thing that's always been consistent and the same is Milwaukee. They've always been there. They've always put out quality tools. They've never really gone through that up and you down. You keep low. switching between Milwaukee and Makita. Which one Makita, are you picking? Sorry, okay. they both start with M. Makita. Yeah, you know, and uh, they, Makita's it, been around the longest. They're even different colors. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they start with an M. That's enough for my brain to mess them all up. So, you're not much of a speller. I'm not much of a linguist and lingui- linguist. Sure. <laughs> you use, I mean, you know big words. I love linguini, white sauce, clam sauce. That's just because I lived around yeah, big words true. my whole life. I don't necessarily use them unless I'm trying no. to, you know, sound smart, which just You are off, smart, you comes big dummy. Dumb. But no, so, I, you know, that was one of the things we talked about. Um, I talked to Joel. I talked to Brian. I talked to a couple other guys that are in the industry, have been in the industry for 25 years. I said, here, this is what I my thought process talked me out of it. And nobody could. And I mean, I'm, from a homeowner shop standpoint, that's, that's why I chose that. They have the most hand tools, the most outdoor yard tools. They freaking have a wheelbarrow that's battery powered. I mean, I want that. I, I've, used, <laughs> so, I've used a wheelbarrow that was battery powered. Not, not uh-huh. from them. But my dad had one in the great white north because they would haul the firewood in to to do a secondary stack, a closer stack on the porch. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, there'd be like eight cords of wood out in the yard and they would run, uh, you know, a, a fireplace all, all year long. Not all year long, but in the winter. And so my dad said, well, this is crazy. He's 60 something years old at that time. And so he went out and I don't know, Menards or someone. 
and got like a, it was a two wheel, but it had like a 12 volt battery on it. And the sucker could get over like snow mountains. That's awesome. And yeah. He'd load it up with, I don't know, 300 pounds of, of logs and flip the switch into like, it had a low and a high, put it on low and you just kind of just follow it and it would drag you along. It was, it awesome. was one of the cooler things. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's, that's why I made that call. And, you know, I mean, I'm talking about those mid range tools. We're not talking about like Metabo and fine, you know, and then, um, you know, Hilti or, you know, and then we get up into the fest tool. Um, but for the mid range tools, um, that's why I picked that, you know, and I, I had a question about Metabo and Metabo fine are, are amazing. They're great, amazing tools. But if you're not into metal work, uh, they're, almost a moot point aside from you know fine puts out a few woodworking tools metabo puts out a few woodworking tools but the majority of what they focus on is more fabrication more metal work so doesn't work for me you know um by the way do you know who sells festool yeah <laughs> our good friends at Klingspor. yeah i know <laughs> They're fine folks. No. They sent me a spare yeah, I just, sticker. Mike. They also sell. They also sell fine in Milwaukee or Milwaukee and I just, Makita. I, you I know, just wanted so. to say that you know, we we had the Klingspor event and uh, our our good friends at Klingspor, who you can find at the woodworking shop. Um, they gave us a festival sticker to you, put on somebody's car. Yeah, you guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me make before we before we go any further with this let well, me well, say hang one on. thing no, wait, 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 i will you not stop me i, I just will not to buy a fest tool i will not spend fifteen hundred dollars on a machine just, that makes a elongated slot in a piece of wood but i will spend thirteen hundred dollars on a battery operated sweeper that's going to sweep the floor in my shop because that's something that's going to happen it's gonna happen <laughs> well and, and i just wanted so. to I, you know i just again our, our friends at clingspore at the woodworkingshop.com. Um, unicorn meat for 0% off. Use the, 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 the code at checkout. They did give us a free Festool sticker. So the stickers apparently <laughs> either either the stickers don't have a lot of value or they um, they have enough of them that you know they, they make enough money on the tool that they can just give the stickers away. But they did give us a sticker uh, that we did use. So I just wanted to, uh, just a quick Un reminder. Unfortunately, Mike, and Facebook. I have to tell you this story. The because I order from Klingenspor at least once a month. We, we get all our sandpaper and bits and everything from them. That that is unfortunate. Oh, well, no, that's not the unfortunate oh, okay. part. <laughs> the the unfortunate part is that uh, Izzy's the one that that he got from them fell off his car. I'm I don't know if it says to the quality of Festool, but I doubt it. I think it probably is the sticker manufacturer. There, yeah. And there so is. so so the it didn't stand up to fire. It it didn't. So. Uh, it fell so, off a car onto a piece of wood into but, a fire pit. But now and then, it caused, and then it caused some shit over on social media. <laughs> no, 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 so. not at all. So, so the so the best thing about it was that uh, because uh, Klingspor stands behind each and every one of their products, even when they're giving you something for free, like a like a festival sticker. Uh, I was sent two additional stickers in my last order uh, to have in case I needed to get to izzy's car again and so uh so yeah so i have those they're in the reserve kit that i keep with me at all times uh for a rare izzy sighting just in case just in case i in keep, I keep a Prius sighting i keep one in my wallet and uh <laughs> and, right next uh, to your condom from 1998 i i don't need that anymore because I, so I'm but clingspar will be happy to know that i also keep in case i'm in a place where i can't get the sticker off um 
I keep a couple of Klingspore um, bumper stickers I, in my car so I can cover what, that crap yeah, up. Yeah, and and <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna cover up Festool with a sticker that says what? Klingspore. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's not the only thing it says. What does it say, Izzy? Klingspore, the woodworking shop. I think. No, it doesn't. What is? I don't know. What does it say? It says, "I love wood." Oh, it does say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that. That's right. I had to drive home. I drove all the way home from uh, Hickory with that on the back of the Prius. And right below it, a Harley David, you know, Harley David sticker on my Prius. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a pink Harley. And I, we appreciate you for that kind of openness. But uh, hey, you know, what are you going to do? So, no. So, um, I, speaking of Clay Sport, um, yeah, they are. Uh, were we? They carry the Makita brand uh, and they carry a large selection of it. So, um, I'm getting all my stuff from there, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Ooh, by the folks. way, uh, if you're not a member of Toolmasters, you can go to IzzySwan.com right Let's, now and yeah, sign we're, up. We're not promoting Toolmasters right now. <laughs> oh, yes, so, we are. No, I've people, got I've tried to. I haven't, this, people will find this podcast months from now. I haven't posted that. I haven't posted in Toolmasters in like a week and a half because I've just been crazy busy. I, That's okay. You still have discounts back. and everything else on there. Don't, yeah, but discounts. Yeah, tons of free you, plans, SketchUp files, discounts on tools. Yeah, all that stuff. And you there. can get discounts at Clingsport. Yeah. And you can get discounts at Clingsport. There's three different special Boom. discounts. Get so. that all up in your mouth, baby. So, yeah. Uh, so, this is, you know, we've wasted almost an entire hour talking about turkey and, and, um, and, that's I don't know, not what a waste, we talk sir. about again? It was oh, gravy. But I'm, I'm going to start this right at the Klingspore thing just because they, you know, they do sponsor us. I mean, we don't get anything for it. Well, Joel does, but no, I, do. I don't. So, right. Well, um, it's been, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Uh, Joel, my, Joel might be up here sometime soon. I might I'm, be down there sometime soon. So I'm hoping look, on, what is today? Monday? Yeah. I'm hoping on Wednesday. I'm going to get up at the earliest I can and head that way. That would be cool. Hmm. Look for a CNC being thrown together if that happens. Ooh. Um, I think a YouTube video is in order. It Mike, will be. You could, uh, definitely you could get an <clears throat> illness. No, my no, no, Mike's this Wednesday. Mike's a working man now. He's got to. He's got to go to work. Yeah, I got plans this Wednesday, so I'd love to help you out, but I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> busy supporting his family. Yeah. No, no, no. no didn't, uh, we didn't. I'm sorry. Did I say Wednesday? I, I meant Thursday. Oh, I, I, uh. I'd love to help you out. But, uh, <laughs> I'm busy that day, too. <laughs> Actually, I'll probably be done with my plans from Wednesday by Thursday. Good Friday, I'll be washing my hair. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you then. I have a splitting headache on Thursday uh, plan. Yeah. i gotta take my, uh, I got to take my cat out to get flossed. <laughs> anyway, guys, I wanted to... And I uh, don't have a cat, and they don't need flossing. But, uh, hey, I had a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> um... So Izzy and I were talking earlier today about shaving his back and doing weird things and putting it on YouTube. Sure. And um, and uh, as, I wish as I was people do about that. Well, but we were I'm, talking about motor oil and saddles, horse saddles, but he, that's what. That's yeah, what that, it's it, and yeah. it didn't even get weird from there. But uh, no. we so, uh, I it, he brought up the the a word that I actually thought was kind of interesting. He said something about imagination. Um. And I think it was because we were talking about shaving his back and motor oil and horse saddles and all that stuff. But so uh, I, I actually had a, a thought that, that came up. So because you talk a lot about content and, and stuff, and, and this will apply to you a little bit differently, Joel. So I apologize. I have to no, do this right. kind of two part. Um, but Izzy, when you're talking about imagination, you you, know, you talk about you know content and what you're putting out there and the things that you want to do. 
when it comes to your imagination, what things do you think of? Like that's okay. So you say because you, like I said before in a previous podcast, we kind of talk about. Um, you know, you come up with an idea for a video, like while we're sitting here, and then ten minutes later, it's on YouTube. Like you just, you're like, yeah, hey, I'm drawing this on SketchUp right now, and you know, not, my sub box rings, and there you are, right? So, um, what ideas like do you have that you've come up with that you say, okay, I want to build this, but I don't think it'd be well received. I don't think there's an audience for it. I don't think you know that you you kind of just poo pooed it at some point for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. how often do you run into that and would you be willing to share an example of something or or a sure. couple? Sure, yeah, that, um, that 50 times a day to... or so. <laughs> so um, all right, no, hey, we, got th- we got 40 minutes to kill. Let me, let me start by saying this, and, and I'm not saying everybody here. In fact, the, the people that are here and listening or, you know, content creators, people that are, are makers are ten- typically a bit, more, are a bit more aware of their consciousness than the general public. Most people, though, are... Fifty percent of the decisions they make in a day are totally subconscious. They don't even think about them. It's just they do them, and they, they've because they've developed these habits and, and processes and you know um, protocol. It's just in their brain, and this is the way they do the the way they do it. So I think um, I, I I'm a little bit broken. Where I, I every decision I make is very is not every most decisions I make are pretty conscious. And that, that kind of pours over into the imagination thing. The imagination isn't, it, it's, it's simply the formation of an idea. And let's define that first. You know, it's not, you know, being creative is, is the implementation of an idea. Imagining the idea, imagination is a formation of a thought. Everybody's got an imagination. Anybody says, I don't have an imagination, you're dumb. Um, it's You do. Everybody does. It's just the formation of ideas and thoughts and, it, and everything that you see. Right now, the webcams that we're using, the computers we're using, the glass I'm drinking. There's a rock in my drink. Check this out, guys. Somebody decided that, you know, you should take granite, freeze it, put it in your whiskey, and that would be hot. And it caught on. So all this stuff, that's what whiskey on the rocks, right? Cool. I I thought I should be, like, drinking with my pinky out because that's fancy, but it's Southern Comfort, so that kind of (laughs) rules that out. That's not even whiskey. Yeah, that just ruined it. (laughs) But, um. All these things, everything around us at one time was nothing more than pure thought. Okay, it was somebody's an idea in somebody's brain somewhere. It, it eventually manifested itself because they used, they took that thought, that imagination, and they were creative and they, you know, developed processes. And boom, here you go. Here we are living in modern times with all this crazy cool stuff. So it, it, it's making a conscious decision to make more conscious decisions and less subconscious decision it's like you're on this auto drive thing so you take off maybe if you start you know and this because i'm always confused and i literally mean that i am always confused i make more conscious decisions than i would normally than maybe maybe somebody normally does because i'm constantly questioning everything um and that's where the ideas come from and that's where my where that the imagination i'm trying to explain this in a way that it makes sense and it it really doesn't make sense how it all works but if it this is the most verbal way I can put this that kind of makes sense. Um, so it's like, uh, so perhaps that's where all the imagination ideas come from. And my, and my brain just functions that way. So it's not, you know, two, 300 new ideas a day just happens. 
So when I make a decision about a content, I have a series of filters kind of set up in my brain the way, you know, I, I, an idea comes in. All right, this is this is interesting to me, um, which is not necessarily going to be interesting to everybody else. My idea of a good time is sitting down with some technical manuals and learning about, you know, mechanics or, you know, movement or, you know, um, any, anything that has to do with mechanical advantage. I'm, I'm I mean, I just gets me hot. So, you know, um, <laughs> So I, I'm into that, you know, which, uh, you know, 90% of the population is going to go, I don't want to look at that. But um, uh, so these are a series of filters that are set up. And I think about the audience, the people that I'm trying to communicate to, uh, it, does it have value to them? Because it's not everything like this has value to me. So it doesn't make, you know, um, it doesn't make sense to to do everything that I think is valuable because it, you know, 90% of it wouldn't be valuable to anybody else or very few people. So I, I look at something, does it have value out there in the world? And it has to have a certain, it has to pass a certain number in my head. You know, like I rate things one to 10 kind of, that's just my conscious way of doing things. Uh, and it has to be a seven or above, or I don't put it out there. You know, um, for instance, today I was thinking about, I was putting together this system and I was talking, there's i I'm using a, a sliding dovetail, which I do a lot because the mechanical advantage of a sliding dovetail is, um, amazing. You can get really super joint, these tight joints, so you can keep things really rigid, and it's just super easy to make them and super easy to, to build them into a functioning, um, you know, a piece of equipment. So I thought about doing a whole video on just sliding dovetails and why they're so awesome and how you can manipulate the, you know, the linear pressures to turn them into, co you know, coaxial or uh, not coaxial, but uh, conchoidal pressure systems and locking systems and stuff that would have absolutely almost no use to anybody out there in the entire world unless they're building machines. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that would be an interesting video. In my head, my initial thought was this would be an interesting video, but it wouldn't. It would be an interesting video to engineers. Everybody else out there would be like, eh. <laughs> we're talking about things that slide but on dovetails. Me, so, I don't mean to know. cut you off here, but let me just ask a question. I mean, YouTube is a, I mean... And again, I'm not a content creator, so but I mean, YouTube is a big enough space that I mean, isn't there space on there for that? Like, can't you just make a video that you want to see and put it up? And I mean, you know, it's probably not going to do the best, but I mean, how much time are you really going to lose by putting that out there, right? I mean, is it going to be worth your time to say, hey, you know, here's something I'm really interested in. I'll share it. It might find an audience. It may not, but. I mean, no. there's space online for it, right? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't push anything else out of the way, or, or does it? I don't well, know. Well, you get to a certain point, and you know, a lot of times when I started on YouTube, it was just about sharing ideas and having some fun and farting around. That's all it was. But those ideas started catching on, and become, there became an audience. There became um, a revenue stream there, you know. Um, so now it comes down to, it's a business at this point, and it comes down to making a simple decision. Am I selling a product that's going to sell, or am I selling a product that's going to flop? Do I want to put the time and energy into a product, even though I'm interested in that product? Does it make sense to put it out in front of people who aren't going to buy it? It's the same. It's the same. It's the same equation as somebody, you know, um, trying to sell something. You know, you have to if you want to attract people to your channel, you want them to watch your content which means views, which means watch times, which means YouTube shares your stuff more. There's a whole dynamic there. There's a whole, you know, um, filters that, you know, filters that you have to process. Does it make sense to put that out there? The answer is no, it doesn't. If you're going to spend your valuable time to 
build a audience to make a revenue stream? The answer is no. You don't put content out that isn't going to appeal to the larger audience. And that's one of the reasons I put the $50 woodshop to bed because that was three days worth of work to do a simple end table because I'm using really, you know, old tools. It's archaic, you know, kind of showing all those. There's a lot of really talent. There's a lot of um, information there that's valuable, but I would spend three days building a table and I would get back in the day, you know, I'd get 20,000 views on that in the first, you know, month. And I would build one jig that took half a day and I could edit it in 40 minutes and it would get 100,000 views, which meant more views, more watch time, larger audience. Is it more valuable than the other content? Absolutely not. In fact, it may have been less valuable than the other content because there's a lot more skill set stuff to share there. But as a business person, who's going to you have to f- talk about who's going to consume that content and who, you know, how are you going to get more people to consume the content? Now, that's kind of why the whole Toolmasters things came about because I wanted to find that core audience that wanted the more valuable information and make it and somehow make it worthwhile to spend the time on it. And then that kind of whole morphed into a whole school thing and blah. But anyway, um, yeah, so from that point, you know, you have to make. You set up the you set up a system of filters, and you say to yourself, "Okay, what's going to have value to the larger audience out there?" And then you kind of, you know, and I still want to teach the other stuff, so I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to find a way, even on a small scale, like doing classes here, doing the corporate events, doing some classes here at the new shop. Why I'm spending so much time trying to make a nice shop, and you know, one with dust collection and breathable air, so people can will come. <laughs> So people will come and, you know, not, not, not uh, choke on all the dust in the air like my lungs are accustomed to. How, just out of curiosity, so how consistent are your views? Like, I mean, because I got that. They are bigger. They're not. Well, um, it's a bigger question because (laughs) my, you know, how good are you at understanding what's going to be, what's going to appeal to the broader audience and what isn't? Like, do you have a. Oh, I can tell you what videos are going to get more views and what other videos aren't. There's no, there's no question about that. I can tell you when I put up a video that it's not going to get as many views as, say, a sawmill video or a table saw video or, you know, when I put up a, a content. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. But, mm-hmm. and it, right now, um, it's a, it's a kind of a strange world, and I'm not good. There's a couple things that I'm really not go- good at. One of them is, first of all, making videos. I, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Careful. Whiskey down the wrong pipe. Sorry, guys. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so that kind of is a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a pinch. Not much because I rely mostly on content. Um, but the one thing that I suck at uh, beyond measure is SEO and, you know, search engine optimization. There's a lot of rules and, and things that you can do that you can, that will get your stuff shared more and eyes eyeballs on it. So I have to rely very heavily on content for people sharing the video to get my views because I don't SEO well. I don't know how to. I have never taken the time to learn. Um, There are guys out there that SEO really well and their content's, you know, good. It's not great. Um, I used to do that for companies, by the way. But they get they get great views on their stuff and it, even when i look at it you know and most of the other people i talk to about it to look at it go yeah it was cool but it's not like you know eh. um but so there's a there's a there's a there's a, a, a there's a, a series of things that have to happen on youtube first of all you have to have interesting content quasi interesting content uh you have to know how to 
present that content uh, to make it watchable and digestible to your audience. You have to, um, you know, do a few things like get decent, decent enough video editing that they'll watch it. Thumbnails, um, learning how to write descriptions, how to title, how to SEO, um, which I don't know. So I rely extremely <laughs> heavy on content, but I had a guy from Google. See, I up. couldn't, I couldn't do that. Cause I just like every one of my videos would be like, this will light your dick on fire. And you'd, <laughs> and you'd get, you'd have a million subscribers in a week. So uh, yeah, you know, and I wow, like, you had 2 I million at, views on this and, and, uh, and 4 million, uh, dislikes. How'd you pull that one up? Yeah. I look at Colin first and I'm, I love his stuff. I mean, he does some crazy, wild, nasty stuff and it's just, it's great. And I would love to do stuff like that, which I'm perfectly capable of. But I, I don't want to do that all the time. I want to teach. I want to educate. I want to show, you know, show these things, um, show things that I think have value out there um, rather than, you know, have, making a belt that chops carrots. I mean, you know, it's cool and it gets a lot of views, but um, it doesn't have that. It, no one else can take that and make it valuable to them. And so, you know, so there's this whole place where you can, you know, I, I, I could literally at this point stop what I do right now and just make these really fast paced kind of quick cuts, high velocity, high energy videos of, um, you know, uh, catapults that throw flame ball stuffed kittens on fire, you know, and, and, you know, you shoot stuff with them, you know, so you could do that and you could just grow, you could grow a big channel right away. You mean, it wouldn't take long, you know, um, but how do you put out valuable content and still maintain it? So that becomes kind of that, that balance there. And I love the, I love the DIY sector. I, I, I love this genre that we're in and I love the cr- imagination and the creation and the, the creativity that goes into it. Um, you know, um, I think I'm a little worried about it getting lost, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think it will. So, you know, but anyway, yeah, back to the whole the, the whole imagination thing um, people ask me where I come up with my ideas and that's it's really that simple I'm confused 90% of the time I don't I, I, I make very conscious decisions ask Joel and Mike I talk to them all the time about stuff that they're like oh just do this and I'm like it wouldn't even occur to me that's why I call them and ask them you know because um, it doesn't make sense to me um, so yeah oh yeah well that's uh, well, we, we've had a couple of phone calls where you're like hey what about this and I'm like mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, thanks, bye. <laughs> I'd like no, to mention go. though that you designing the toilet seat uh, for your uh, for your uh, uh, spindle sander was uh, all you. That I don't think Mike or I had any input in that particular decision. No, right? Yeah. No, it's well, it's it, um, and, you know I I would encourage I want to take this in, to encourage people to not live subconsciously not not go through their day so um just uh, that whole habit of things that we do you know to think about the process of your day to think about the decisions that you make to think about the things that you think you know and and to speak your thoughts um you know, if you have an idea, don't stop and go, oh, I can't do that. I'm not an Izzy. I can't figure out how to make this move or this to do that. Don't, don't accept that to, um, you know, to challenge yourself to, to, um, to not procrastinate, to not, you know, you know, to not just push it aside, but to, um, you know, to promulgate that, to, you know, use your imagination. 
you know, make things make things move, make things speak speak it into existence, you know, by by trying it. So um, that's how that's how you learn. That's how you get better. At it. That's how you build dual powered dinosaurs is by trying a whole bunch of things and failing and learning what does work and doesn't work, and then putting all that experience into one place and pooping it out the door. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's funny. I saw a meme the other day that I actually did, made me stop. It said, uh, it, "I'll completely screw this up," but it said uh, something along the lines of, um, "You know, you can't live your day and then just hit repeat for seventy-five years and call it a life." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, I think, that's really think, deep. You think I was about like, it. Wait a minute. I wasn't. I was just taking a shit, looking on the internet, and I wasn't ready for all this. Think so, about think about yesterday and the day before yesterday. Think about three days ago. Five days ago, t- ten days ago, what did you? Five do? days ago, I was getting out of a car in upstate New York, and my whole body was screaming the f word. Right. So well, what were uh, you doing ten days ago? What did you wear? What you know? Um, I can tell you if you want to know. Well, see, you'd be one of a, you'd be a rare person. You, most people wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to say they wouldn't be able to tell me what they ate for breakfast. They wouldn't be telling me what they wore that day. They wouldn't have the slightest clue what they did that day. Ten days ago. That's not mm. that long ago, guys. I, I can only tell you that it's the same underwear. Because Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because we live our lives on on copilot, you know, on autopilot. We really do. And then it's not it's I mean, it's we're just products of our environment. That's what's what happens. You know, you get up, you go to work, you go you come home, you pay the bills, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, hopefully you brush your teeth. Um, you know, or just listen, put some alcohol on it. It kills all the bugs. You know, you do, you do, that's just what you do. So you become an autopilot that's just beaten into us. It's not a, we're not, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just what we are. But if you start making conscious decisions more throughout your day, like, um, why am I putting creamer in my coffee? Why don't I try honey or, you know, dumb, that's a dumb analogy, but you know, um, take drive to work a different route, something simple. Um, you know, those things that you just make conscious decisions instead of that unconscious thing, like you're just on this idle pilot all the time, just trying to make more conscious decisions. And that, that promulgates, um, imagination that promulgates thought that, pro- that, that brings new, it fires new neurons in your brain. Um, uh, and when you start you know, firing funny. new neurons in your I, brain, it, it cascades, you know, I you- changed the, uh, I changed my commute to work. It actually takes me about five or 10 minutes, depending on the day longer, but the drive is less industrial. So it's the the road I take is actually like you know with neighborhoods and trees and all this stuff. It's not just three lane highway with you know commercial buildings on either side. And when I get to work, it's more pleasing. So just and and that little change, like you know, when I get to work, I'm ready to. I'm not ready to murder everyone. <laughs> right. But well, I mean, that's that because was, new you you fired new neurons that morning. You know, you take a different route. You do something mm-hmm. a little bit different each morning. You're you're firing. You're exercising your your brain. You're exercising your power. And if it's like anything that you do that's that, that's new, different, challenging, um, you're building something. I don't care what you build. If you're in the middle of building something, not a single soul can build anything without getting an idea for something else during that process. That's one of the things that is so amazing about building. You know, unless it's something you've done 10,000 times. But if you're building something, you know, you're going to get an idea for something else. So you're going to learn a skill set that you can take to something else. And if you let that go, all of a sudden you're building drill-powered dinosaurs and um, big wheels and pump cart machines and goofy-ass router tables and fancy toilets. Yeah. Mm, fancy toilets. Well, and, and 
so with Joel, and this was kind of the the thing, and this is why I thought the idea was interesting for both of you, is because so for you it's content, and you know you kind of you know you 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 take the water and splash it out there and see how many people get wet, and then like for Joel, so he has Joel's got all kinds of ideas for all kinds of shit that he could sell to the yeah. general public. He's another and, one of those creation machines. Well, and that's the thing is he's got so like with him it, it becomes this. Um, you know, the question really for Joel is how many times a day do you have an idea for something that you want to make that isn't, you know, doesn't seem viable commercially or, you know, realistically or, um, you know, just, just something like that where it's, it's, it's something that you could be doing, but you're not doing for reasons. Right. So, um, do you run into that often? Is it something that plagues you? Do you, you know, what, what is that, what is that process like for a small businessman who actually, create something out of thin air and makes it into something that, you know, feeds his family. So it's actually very much like Izzy. Uh, and I don't think Izzy said this specifically, but, um, I've gotten better throughout the years of figuring out things that would interest the public at large. Um, so that isn't a huge issue right now, but I think, I think that is in the beginning. Uh, because you have to figure out, you have to like internalize what your market is. Uh, the question then becomes, if you have all these ideas, if you're a person that sees things and says, oh, I have an idea to make this better, or I have a thing that fills a vacuum um, where there isn't a product, uh, then the question becomes, okay, how do I do that? And then so you start going through the processes and that. Um, but more than anything, uh, especially nowadays, is I might have, I might have five really good ideas during a week, right? Like five commercially acceptable ideas that we could make. The question then becomes if, if we feel that's passed the smell test and it's, we've gone through the processes in our brain and we've done all those things. Um, how do I fund this? Right? Like how, not necessarily money, although money is definitely an important part of these things. The thing is time and facility that you have to consider. So where, where Izzy's is, he has 52, you know, ideas in his head. He does the same thing, which is he has to narrow down which the, where he wants to put his effort in. Because the effort is if I, for example, let me, let me back up just a second. I, we have a successful product line in that product line. There's about 10 items that we make, uh, with about. 10 more variations, 20 things in total, uh, 10 things similar, 10 things that, that aren't. Um, and we are really good at doing those things. And with small business, that is oftentimes exactly what ends up happening, right? It doesn't matter if you're selling food or if you're selling office supplies or whatever those things are, you have a wheelhouse, you have made money in that wheelhouse. You've refined that process. You have made more money on that wheelhouse or you've made a better product or you've made a cheaper product or something, right? That continues to do that thing. And you will read all the time that small businesses go out of business um, because the world changes under them. Um, if you look at GM even, they're shifting their focus right now. But... So I have only so much energy and time that I can put into things. We have those things that are in a wheelhouse. We have people trained to do those things. We have them experts in their field. They are master craftsmen 
for those products. Master. They can look at something immediately and tell you if it's right or wrong. And then I have to change the game. So I have to spend an exorbitant amount of time making prototypes and designing and figuring out things, ordering boxes and doing all the things to add in the next product. Then I have to make sure that our facility has all the things that need to do it. And that's my imagination for me is one of the easier parts because I like to dream. So I can write down in my little notebook all the different things I've come up with and all the variations and the better things that comes from it as, as I think about it. My problem is that, and maybe a little bit differently than Izzy, is that I have only so much energy and there are a number of things that need to web around an idea to make it a reality that I have to also control um, that make it a little bit more complicated to, say, launch a new product. Now, I have three, four, four products on the top of my head that I've been working on over a year that are easily... I have no doubt million dollar ideas and it's not just a million dollar idea, but they're good ideas and they would launch us in a whole different direction on a couple of those things. And I would have to think my imagination then becomes, how do I make that an actual reality instead of an imagination? Um, so, so mine is a lot more practical on the idea of imagination. I can tell you a number of things that, that we've worked on where I just go, you know what, we would have to change so much that this is not practical for us, but it could be practical for the next person or somebody that wants to devote that time to that. So, so oftentimes I give away, I give away a lot of ideas because I can't utilize them. And so that's where my imagination is. My imagination is the fun part, like the dreaming part, right? Then it gets into the practicalities of actually carrying that out. And again, that's why we only have like 20 products is because the, 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 the world is full of dreamers and the world is full of doers. And it's the very special people in the middle to make those two come together that, 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 that do the actual work of launching a product or things like that. And that's fine. If you want to be a machinist and you make these amazing things and that's great, that's awesome. And if you want to be a person that designs and says, this isn't the next best thing, that's awesome. But somewhere in the middle is the really hard work where you have to go and put the dream to the people that make it. And that's where all the, that's where all the, the, the tough questions get asked and they get answered. Does that, does that answer that? Yeah, it does. But it, it like, See, it, it, part of me is, it, for, for you two guys, um, I, I'm incredibly envious because uh, the job I have is basically just a soul-sucking, you know, it's, you, you sit there and, and I have ideas all day, every day on how we can improve everything. Um, and I, I communicate those ideas. I'm in a position where, um, you know, people listen to me when I talk because I'm loud and I'm an asshole and you know, I have a way of... of getting people to pay attention when I say things. Um, but, um, a lot of times the ideas are never implemented. Things we talk about are never really done. Improvements aren't made, you know, sort of all these things. So it's my, my day to day job is just, you know, it's a, it's creative death, you know, so it's not, 
I don't ever have the chance to say, okay, uh, you know, here's an idea. Let's make this idea into, you know, something, right? It's a, even just simple process improvements. They, you know, Hey, if we did this, we could, we could save four days off of this process of a, you know, 30 day, 30 day process. Right. And it's, those things aren't implemented. They're never, you know, that, that, that process is never engaged. So it's not even that, you know, the, the creative process dies for me. It's that I have ideas that could, you know, be potentially considerably more efficient that they're just never, you know, they're, they're never implemented. You know, it's like, and I'm not the smartest guy in the room, even though I'm usually the smartest guy in the room, but you know, you got to, to not have any of these things considered and, and, you know, kind of work through is it's just incredibly frustrating. I mean, that's, and you know, for, for what I do for a living, it, it isn't a creative outlet. You know, you sit there and, you know, you help people buy homes and, you know, I'm in a management position and, and, you know, you, you basically, you're, when you're a manager, you just, you get paid to get yelled at, you know, it's essentially the only time you ever really engage with people is when something's wrong. Um, you know, cause I, mean, I, I, you know, you do the motivation thing and, you know, you, you, you instruct and you do all those things, but most of my guys I've been with for a bunch of years and they don't really need that, you know, so it's, they're, they're kind of on cruise control and, you know, is what it is type of deal. So I, I have a lot of envy for what you guys do, but I also, you know, when things are sideways for you guys, I, I, I don't have that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, so, that is true. And I don't, and I, but now th- that's not to say that things don't go sideways for me either. Um, so, I mean, you know, but it's like, so I get the sideways, but without the creative process. Um, so, yeah, so I envy you guys a lot because you, you have an opportunity to, you know, you, you create things that weren't there before, whether it's a physical product like you sell, um, you know, Joel or, or Izzy, you know, it's a, uh, you know, some type of content that the whole world's going to consume for years and years and years. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really have that. And some of that's by choice. I mean, I could start a YouTube channel and, you know, maybe make shit and, you know, put content and stuff out there and, um, projects and things I do, you know, I, I, I do and people like them and, you know, I can sell things and give things away and sort of all that stuff. Um, but I don't, it, it, that's not how I feed my family. And like I've said before, I mean, I, I try to keep some space between the things I love and the things that pay the bills just because, um, you know, one has a tendency to corrupt the other if you let them get that way sometimes. So, um, hmm. so, so yeah, so when you guys talk about these things, you know, I sit here and I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, God, I, I feel jealous. Like this air of jealousy just kind of comes over me like, ah, oh, you know these guys, you know, and, and also at the same time, we've been talking, you know, we've been friends long enough to know that it's not always just all great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, um, no, it's not, but yes, but, but, but that's, that's sort of the thing though, is that I don't, and I don't, I don't ever get to not have the downside because there's always downside, but I don't get the same upside as you guys do to actually have that sort of fulfillment of, Hey, I created this thing. And now this thing lives, you know, in the real world because of me, um, you know, and today I get to be inspired to do a new thing, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, so yeah, so that, that creative process and the way you guys use your imagination to actually, you know, it, it, cause the thing is, 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 so if you're able to feed your family doing this stuff, right. So you're, you've found a way to create something that fills a need for somebody else that has enough value that people will part with money that they did, you know, they were doing what I do to make money to pay you guys to do the thing you're doing. 
You know what I mean? So it's like you've created enough value in the ideas that you have, simply just the ideas that you have. Um, forget the craftsmanship and all that stuff that goes into them, but just the ideas to, you know, have enough value in who you are to, you know, to, to warrant a living at it. I mean, that is that is a really powerful thing. I, you know, and it's probably not something you guys have ever looked at that way. All the um, time. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even lying. I, I am. I am. Well, I am arrogant because I'm good at what I do, mm-hmm. um, but I never, ever question the fact that at any moment people could find what I do unappealing, which then affects my livelihood. So I, I am, I am, I am grateful for that fact that people are going to part with their hard-earned money to invest in something that I did, and I never, ever do, do I ever think differently on that i don't think i don't ever think in a product like if some sales aren't doing well on something i don't ever think geez these people are just idiots <laughs> right i've I, never heard you say that the time i've known you right so that's it's it's that it's that uh, even when i was having even when we were test marketing what we were doing like if we wanted to do some shows during the summertime and i just said hey it's not them there i see them buying other things we just don't make those other things. So it was always, it's always on me and I still appreciate them because they gave me information that I didn't have before and I could make things to, to do that. So it's, I, I, and also I disagree a little bit about, you may not have the creativity in, in the, in the fact that, you know, we go from chunks of wood to, a finished product or from Izzy an idea to a, a display of that idea. But, um, somebody that's in management like you are, when one of those processes does what it does, because I was in it, I did the same thing, except mine happened to do with wires instead of mortgage. Um, where you had a team of people that had to work around and solve a problem or get, get things done. Um, and I wasn't the boss there was still a sense of getting the prog- pro- the project accomplishment that, that when things go right, uh, which isn't always the case, but when your ideas sink in and somebody says, Oh, that's a great idea. We should do that. Or if they ignore it, whatever, that's fine. You know, <laughs> there's another guy in the room, right. That you have to answer to. But, but I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I also think, I think you might be underselling the fact that people that do your type of job, that salary job where you have committees to deal with, that there isn't oftentimes very positive things that come. I'll tell you what, the other thing is you at least get to work in an office with people and have a relationship with office and that kind of office family. I'm on my own. I don't get to share any of those responsibilities with anybody. It's, I can never pass the buck. Yeah, on those things, which, which is, um, which is a freedom. Now I will tell you that you're right. My job's better because I, 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 yeah, no doubt, but it's better for me because I've worked in corporate environments and I understand that process and, or at least I understand it enough to know that I'm not the right cog for that machine. And, but other people would be, other people could never ever wake up in the morning and go, Oh, are we making $5 today or $500 today? 
they would just lose their ever loving mind with that with See, that and, it and, takes uh, yeah it takes a special i mean there's when you're accustomed to a paycheck showing up every friday and it's usually the same you know the same amount and you know how to budget and plan it out uh, that's nice that's a really comfortable feeling um well, see, and the bitch of it is that I've been in commission sales for 20-something years now. Oh, so you don't even so get I, that. I don't even have that. So, it's you know, I mean, so, yeah, I don't even get the the security of that. Now, you know, when it, it you know, and again, that's sort of the thing is I still have the, the ups and the downs. And, you know, we're still sort of in a world where I, you know, I still eat what I kill, right? So, it's... um. It, it, there is no, you know, giant salary and, and sort of all this stuff. I, mean, I, I make good money, um, but, you know, I still have sort of the, you know, if, if we don't make a thing, then I don't get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I have the downside of all of that without the upside of, hey, I've got this creative process that's fulfilling, you know? So, um, and again, I, I'm not boohooing, but, you know, I, I have a, um, because this is, I you know, this I've been doing this now for 17 years, um, you know the the industry I'm currently in, and I actually get and I, I you know me I don't like to be conceited, <laughs> even though I do. Um, I'm actually really good at what I do, uh, so I get a lot of I can get away with a lot of shit just because of that. So I, I have, I'm always overstepping boundaries. Like I've, <laughs> there's, if there are boundaries, I don't know what they are. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm allowed to get away with a lot because I can, I can produce results. So I've never had sort of to hold my tongue and, you know, so when you talk about corporate environment I, for what I do, I'm allowed a lot of leeway because I'm really good at what I do. Um, but outside of that, like the, I, I you know, the, 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 traditional corporate environment, I'm very fortunate in that the guy I work with, I've known for 12 years now. Um, and we've been together in five different companies and, you know, he's, he, he takes care of me. I take care of him. I, I can do basically whatever I want. Um, you know, because we, we get the results. And then the people that work for me are, there are two guys on my team. I have a key to their house. Like, and they work for me. Like they're that close of friends that like, they're like, Hey, you know, here, I want you to have a key to the house in case, you know, if something ever happens, I want you to be able to get in there. If you ever need a place, you've got one, you know, all this other stuff. Um, you know, and these guys are welcome to my home anytime. So, I mean, I, I work in an environment where I have family surrounding me, which I'm very fortunate for. And that's why I say I'm not boohooing. It's just the outlet for, uh, you know, what I do translates into some personal, um, Something outside of the, you know, some personal intangible thing that isn't, you know, just strictly monetary. I don't have that, you know, and that's that's why I say when you guys talk about this processes and sort of things, you you know, I get I get jealous because I don't have those those things, and I still get all the downside of it. Well, I think, <laughs> so. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's kind of I look at you, and I, there's things about what you do and how you do. I I'd love to have that. You know, I'd love to have a job where I worked 40, well, you don't work 40 hours a week, but where you I You would 40, kill yourself in five days no, if I, I traded jobs I, with you. I love, I love the concept of having a job and a steady paycheck and not to have to think about anything, not insurance and taxes and licenses and whether you're yeah, doing- I, whether you're doing. I have right, all that though. No, I still have to do all that. 
Well, so you you wouldn't want to trade places with me. No, I'm a bad example. Maybe, for maybe what somebody you else. But you know. Yeah. But here's the thing. You know, and I'm talking for myself. I I'm, I know myself. I know I'm an emotional wreck. Um, in my head, I am. I don't necessarily. Maybe I don't appear come off like that outside. But I know how to take care of things. I take care of my family. But inside, I'm always continuously questioning. You know, it's just, it's just the way I work. But I I knew at a very young age I was either going to struggle to do what I loved or I was going to struggle to get through the day at a job I hated. So my choice was pretty simple, you know? Um, so I, I, I struggled to do what I loved and I struggled, you know, I struggled to, to do, to do what I knew I could do and be good at. And that's the, unfortunately it, it ended up paying off for me. I mean, it could have been gone the other way, but um, so I think it's just a matter of you have to, you know, making that decision about, your life, your, your personality, who you are, knowing yourself, understanding what you're capable of and not capable of. I mean, I don't know how I got to this, but you know, just either you're going to struggle to well, do what you love or you're going to struggle to get through the day. You know, the choice is yours. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I've known you for, uh, well, I've known you for like three years now. I've known you pretty well for probably a year and a half, two years. Um, I mean, I can say with absolute certainty that you are going to always be successful. I mean, there's uh, no one that knows you for more than ten minutes would look at you and say, "Here's a guy destined to fail." You know, I mean, that's just not. Well, that's because I don't have a stop button. I don't. There's no quit. In yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll believe stop. me. I've I've seen you with a bottle of Southern Comfort. I, I know <laughs> but you know, and that's just, and I think you know, it takes a certain personality to to walk out. You know, uh, to do that. And I mean, Joel's got it, and I you do too. Mike, I mean, if you were, if you decided that tomorrow I am done, this is what I'm going to do. You have that spark. You have that drive. You have that, that thing that'll just make you go, 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 you know? Um, and we are, we're all family men. We all take care of not only our, ourselves, but other people. And some, in some of our circles get bigger and bigger. Um, so we're responsible for those people because we've, we've said, okay, I'm going to be responsible for you. Um, you know, so we made those decisions and, um, I know for a fact that there's no quit in you. So, you know, I don't, I, the same with Joel, there's just, you, that's, you just have to decide if you're going to, Hey, don't, you know, don't, don't include me in that. I'm, oh. I'm three and a half minutes from getting an Amway brochure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even, dude, I, I honestly, I got to tell you, I, I, people are like, do you have a job? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do today. <laughs> today, right. Today. Yeah, you know, it all depends but, on the rest of the world. Yeah, but you know, the next thing, the, the, if all, if that all came apart, Joel, the three of us would be out digging ditches next to each other to pay for the, the to you know make sure there's food on the table. That's just the way. Oh it yeah, is. yeah, I'd I'd be well, more and, than happy to be your bosses. And yeah. let me just uh, you know, I, I I would um, I I would like to offer some behind the scenes insight into the two gentlemen here. Um, the the things that Joel says where he talks about um. When he was doing the uh, the the uh, glorified yard sales there that he was going to uh, on the weekends, he he even behind the scenes here when we would talk off the air, he really would never say, you know, these things suck, um, you know, these these people are shitty, and you know they're not buying my product. He he, the things that he said here, he's not just saying for the radio. He was like, yeah, this it it didn't turn out the way I want, but I learned something from it. I understand it better, and he would like he would actually say these things, and I'm like, yeah, but those people he's like no no it was great it was a great learning experience you know it cost me x number of dollars but here's what i took away from it and i'm like yeah my, okay, mo you, my mom always always told me every day was uh, she said you know today's a school day 
I'd be like, of course it is, Mom. And then she'd say it on a Saturday. I'd be like, but it's the weekend. She's like, yep. But you're, you're still going to learn something. You're still going to learn something. She says, when yeah. you stop learning, you better be dead. Right on. So, so and that's and absolutely every day is a school day. Anyway, um, yeah, you guys are rock. Um, and you know. uh, yeah, well, and, and that's the thing, you know, and, as, as far as with Izzy and all that, I mean, you guys are, you guys are just, um, you're interesting cats to know because everything that everything that you see is what you get. There really isn't any hidden weirdness. Like I, I keep waiting for like something to come out where I'm like, oh Jesus, I wasn't really. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> ready for that. Wait a minute. Okay, wait. wait, wait hold, hold, hold on one second. <laughs> knowing knowing you, Mike, and exactly <laughs> how how weird things can get. What would be that line? Yeah, I was just like, like, like what? I have a fetish for seals. Like, is that because I don't think that would surprise? I wasn't going to bring that up, Joel. Well, I was going to. I thought that was on. Yeah. I thought that was told in the Dome of Silence. Yeah, Joel, you know, you know, he he slips the guy a fifty and goes in and diddles a seal and. And, and and I think I think Mike would be like, yeah, of course he does. Uh, well, who who would ever it's Joel? That? It's Joel. You Just know? don't call him a grandfather. <laughs> so, no, but I, but I'm saying like like I I would like to know the bar, right? Like, yeah, because I, 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that you know um you know yeah if i i'm reasonably sure that if i was coming by your house and Mar- margo was like just give him a minute and i heard from the back ur, 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 ur. I'd, be like, I'd be like i you know what i'll come back i'll come back it was a long drive but i'll come back yeah i'm not sure this is the line but i'm not, i don't i just don't want to know that right <laughs> there yeah I, there i'm sure that there's things elton john would just weird out to the mice going what that's that's normal <laughs> yeah, I, I, my my bar for crazy is probably different than other people's but i mean i'm and i'm fine with that but um i i just yeah. there's there and and i agree to get back imagination is is the birthplace to have ideas and izzy's absolutely right once you and especially if you can put them in actual form like and that's one of the reasons why i love 3d printers so much for the community is because somebody can take an idea and put it into a thing that's going to make it form. They may not have the the talent. <clears throat> they may, they probably do, but they don't. They don't have the realized talent that 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 uh, that that they can make that thing. But then they can have a machine do exactly what they want it to do. Right. Um, and it sparks an imagination. There's a, you'll get like somebody will buy one of those $250, $300, was it mono? Anyway, mono price, little 3d printers. And then all of a sudden you see them like one day they make the little owl or they make the little Yoda or something like that. Next day they've got like the things that hold spoons and cabinets and cup holders and wheels and everything they're, else they're, in their house they're printing part one of 75 my my right. two cents um the first thing i 3d printed was yoda by the way yeah, of course Just, everybody yeah. does yeah you if know you didn't print yoda as your first 3d thing we're probably not friends anyway so, so. <laughs> but, but but the but the, the the end the end result is that that when you can realize what you imagine in a physical form that is the epitome of a maker when you can do that because it is addictive beyond belief, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can, you can say in my brain, I have a picture frame in this picture frame. There's going to be a thing that's unique. And I, 
nobody carries it and I want to make it. And so I start making picture frames. And so I get my little thing of tools and I try to make them and I notice that miters don't line up and I get better at it. And well, then that one, and then people appreciate it. Like they come to your house and you say, I did that, you know, picture frame. And somebody says, that's amazing. Can you make a picture frame for me? And you're like, yes, I can, because we can do it together. You tell me what you want and I have ideas and now I have the skill set. And the same thing, it's a little easier with 3D printing because it, the skill set is there, but it, the starting point's a little bit, maybe a little bit more accessible for some people. And um, you, but, but the, the thing that you make is the driver for the next thing you make and it's exponential. So you start with a one thing and then you try a slightly different thing. And then between those two things, you have four more ideas and they go off in their world. And then you make those things and then you get tired and you sit on the couch and you say, I'm not going to mess with it. And then one day you sit down on the John, you have an epiphany and you say, Holy crap, let me get that out again and try it again. And you do five more things off of that. And all of a sudden in your brain, you have 25 ideas. You don't know which way to put your hands. Everything's up in the air and you start trying to narrow those things down. And then eventually you start up a multi-million dollar company and everything's good. And then you retire. You, and then you retire. And you just, you know, it's funny. I, I, Joel just said it. I mean, he, he just, it's a repeat of what we were just talking about earlier. Everything, everything around you right now, everything, your, your television, where you're sitting, the clothes that you're wearing, the rings on your finger, the, um, the underwear that you're wearing right now, at one underwear. point existed in <laughs> somebody's mind about? as pure thought. It, it didn't exist until they thought it. They imagined it. They used their creativeness to bring it to life. So, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff, you know, and it's just, it's, once you start, once you start down that creative process, it just fires those neurons. It, each time you do that, it fires new neurons and, you know, you just keep building on that and, and you just decide that I'm going to do this next or I'm going to do this next. And it, it all began as an idea in your head. That's, Actually, that's what we're talking about. Mike's the perfect example of that. When he underwear? Got yeah, underwear. <laughs> Mike Mike got that X carve and he's like, Oh yeah, I'll just make this little sign here. And then seven months later, he's cranking out uh he's cranking out custom serving trays by the dozen. <laughs> right, right on. <laughs> because people love what he does, which is awesome. Yeah. And and he's got it down and he's making all these cool little trinkets and little little kickstands for phone holders and all sorts of cool and interesting ideas. And I bet you have somewhere in a book or in a brain, there's a list of 15 other things you'd like to be doing. You know, the funny part about me, so I got real comfortable with the X carve and then I decided I was going to start using the other tools again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I was like, you know what? I've gotten too good with this thing. It's time to start using the bandsaw again. Like it's, and when I fire up the bandsaw, all of the terror runs into my body all at one time. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. But, By the way, hey. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, real quick, I love the bandsaw because it's a relatively safe tool. Uh, there's nothing safe about my bandsaw. There's nothing safe about your bandsaw. But in bandsaws, it's got almost general. a two horsepower motor on the damn thing. It, 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 it just When it turns on, the, the lights in the neighborhood dim. I can't use it at night because the street lights pull too much power. That's awesome. <laughs> So, the, so, so, uh, the bandsaw is amazing because it's generally safe. And y if you use push blocks and things when you're getting really close, but it's no. slow, there's no, there's no women. lateral movements, right? Don't cut round things on bandsaws unless you really know what you're doing people. Um, 
I'm but, glad you said that, Joel. Thanks. Uh, but I yeah, will tell you. Yeah, for a guy that cut a bowling ball on a table saw, you can just shut up right now. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, so real quick, uh, there is nothing more uh, pants filling than having a bandsaw blade break. Now, it is like 99.8% percent that's not the front uh, of the pants either. No, no, no. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's a special because they're under tension, but th- there's no particular, like nothing's going to happen. They're not going to fly out at you, but the, the whole thing snaps apart and it, it makes you, I don't care how long you've been woodworking when one breaks, you, there's a moment where you think you're dead because it's, it sounds like you've been shot and ground <laughs> all at the same time. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it's. You know, um, I had some kickback today on the table saw, and it, it occurred to me um, that I, have I been call doing that this, a Tuesday, by the way. Yeah, I, I've been doing this way too long because I'm I'm ripping down some parts for the for the router table, and I mean, I got a nasty little kickback punch me right next to the family gobblers, and I just missed, you know, and it's stung, and I didn't it. I didn't even stop. Just grab the next piece and kept cutting, and I'm like family. <laughs> Gobblers. Family gobblers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, it just. It, Are we going to talk about Joel's gravy again? <laughs> no. It just. It just. It just occurred to me that you know, um, I've had enough bandsaw blades break on me now that it doesn't fill my trousers anymore. It's just like oh, I got to go get another bandsaw blade. Uh, but it was. It, it's one of those things that you just. I don't know. It's one of those moments where you stop and you think. Like, I just had a pretty significant kickback, and I just got you know. Could have been worse, of course, but you I just, just got hit in the twins. <laughs> just it just happens, you know, enough that it's just like, eh, I just keep going. I can't do anything about it. And now it happened, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't get kicked back often anymore. It's very, it's a very rare thing, but it's happened enough over the thirty years I've been doing this that it's just, it's almost, eh, whatever. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a funny thing i i will tell you izzy you've worked around woodworking in, enough in the machines that involve with woodworking and while there's nothing particularly scary about bandsaws when a braid when a blade breaks and my bandsaw is a 24 inch um oh it's it's yeah it's significant if it breaks right you can, they just shoot right out if they yeah. just shoot right out the side yeah you know just, it, 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 yep and it's uh, it's a little spooky. On a, if you've ever, yeah. if you guys ever worked around, the it bin. sounds like Jimi Hendrix just took a shit on his guitar <laughs> yeah. on stage. Yeah, that's right. It's like the whammy bar just went up. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had this bandsaw up at the sawmill that had a six inch. It was six inch, you know, wide blade, and it was 120. It's 120. No, it was bigger than More that. More than that, and maybe 250 inch. You know, whatever. We had a, a 18 inch rip capacity. And that thing, when that thing would break, and it would, it wouldn't break often. But if you were standing on the side of the bandsaw, you were dead. There was no getting out of it because it would just shoot out the side of that thing like a bullet. <laughs> How about that uh, one that Frank Howarth has? It's got a thirty-five inch capacity. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Those, when those, that thing goes off, that thing's got to sound like a car accident. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Sorry. It's 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 even on the small, even on the small, like a ten inch or something, because they're they're under. Ten, there's a big spring that holds the wheels apart from each other, and inside right. this is the rubber band of of the blade. Uh, and, and they just, they slam up and it's not something that you're prepared for because you're concentrating like, like all your, all your focus is making you cut. And then all of a sudden a shotgun goes off and everything just freaks out for a second and you're, you're perfectly fine. There's a good chance that you're not going to get injured at all. 
and in fact i've never seen anybody injured on um it's it's like the the myth of the exploding dust in pvc uh <laughs> the, oh, bring on the hate did that's you right. did you run did you ground that plastic did you ground that plastic uh but but yeah it's just it's one of those things that you you're gonna crap your shorts and and izzy's got you know izzy's got like balls of steel oh i know i've held them yeah that's Wait, right what? no i don't i don't <laughs> you just gently. it's like anything else you do it enough you get used to it um that being said yeah when you run plastic to a tool you have grounded it you've connected it to a metal machine so shut up <laughs> so. no no you haven't <laughs> so that's going to catch fire, and you're going to die. <laughs> die. A spectacular oh, explosion. I, w- I will tell you one other quick shop tip. Uh, to don't run air in PVC. It's there's, there's a number of reasons for that, but a lot of people like to pipe in air. I do it. But Yeah, I know. But if you do, put it above you. Like, Schedule like, 40, you're good up to 125 PSI. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's wrong for a number of reasons, Izzy. <laughs> But it has a tendency to explode from the it, hammer effect. It, it does so. explode from the hammer effect, and it also gets nasty when it gets really hot in the shop or really cold in the shop. Those both yes. have effects on it. So. Yeah. So anyway, mm. I was just going to tell you, it, it, run the copper, run the iron <laughs> pipe, run, run some PEX. They even make a PEX for high pressure. Yeah. They so, do. Um, you know, guys, this was fun for me. Thank you for for the question mike i was i was a bit concerned when you said i got an idea i'm like oh crap i got an idea <laughs> so you ever tied your dick in a knot <laughs> <laughs> don't put your finger in it <laughs> yes so. don't put your finger in it. well i just uh while we're wrapping up um real quick i just wanted to uh take a moment uh and not too long but um the other guys that do podcasts that we're friends with and I won't name them all, but I don't, you, I don't know even who you're talking about. We have just, uh, some particular, yeah, the guys at the uh, Fools with Tools podcast and Ooh, the um, I didn't reclaimed audio guys. I got to and I got Makers it. International and a couple others. Sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, we break balls and we torture each other on the shows and all that stuff, but uh, just wanted to, um. If you guys, if you guys listen to this, um, you could subscribe to some of these other guys as well. Uh, Reclaimed Audio. I'm sure most of you guys have heard the that show. Um, I thought you were going to say Trainwreck there for a second. <laughs> no, no, that Bill Lutz and the other two, um, <laughs> as we like to call it. Um, they'll the they'll even guys, say your name if you do um, send them a little money on Patreon. Only co- costs a lot of money, but it's <laughs> worth it. But um, so yeah, just uh, the 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 maker community. There's a lot of guys out there that do what we do um they're not all real good at it but they try uh and at least some of that deserves your support um and i'm not saying that the guys that i mentioned fall into that category but um if you have an opportunity to kind of check out some of these other places uh our website the maker uh maybe i said too much.com there's a maker link section um i've been working through uh, a lot of folks and a lot of content creators and a lot of stuff. And we do features some of the other podcasts on there. Uh, so if you have an opportunity to take a listen to those guys, the, uh, the fools with tools guys, they're, um, they're brash and, and, uh, they, they have a lot of fun and they do a pretty good podcast. The they, makers international guys, same reclaimed audio is, you know, um, all three of those almost speak English too. Almost. Well, the queen's English as they like to call it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, those guys have all been, we, we've known each other for a long time in our little community. Um, 
I love all the guys in these other shows, even though we torture each other incessantly. And I'm sure they torture us on their shows. I don't listen to them. But if you have the opportunity, you really should. Um, so just wanted to, all, all the people that have taken the time to grab a friend, talk into the microphone for a while, um, what we do, the the reward is that people listen, that you know you have an outlet to talk to people and you get to meet guys like Joel and Izzy. Um, and Mike. You know, spend time with them. No, it's, there's nothing here but uh you know there's there's uh there's i appreciate a lot of the um information and content and stuff that these folks share on their different shows i don't get to listen to them as regularly as i'd like uh but i do tune into their shows and uh you know if you have an opportunity to support other content creators you absolutely should so you know take a listen if they're not your cup of tea at least you tried um you know check them out if you have an opportunity if you don't i don't really care either but uh, just wanted to uh, to say, you know, thank you to those guys out there for taking the time, putting together quality content, putting it out there. Um, you know, this this little maker forum with podcasting and all that is a kind of a small community, but it seems to be a really tight knit one. And those guys are really cool, and, and um, you know, appreciate everything that they're doing. So, but uh, and and Izzy, uh, you wanted to say something about Mr. Steve House of Moonshine Metalworks? No, no, no. I'm done. Perfect. No. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, big shout out to Steve. Uh, he just made a really cool twisted uh, ice pick spike, whatever you want to call it, and did a, a little instant sale on, on IG. And I've been collecting stuff from makers across the globe for um, hopefully one day cool little museum, maker museum. And um, I, I got it. So I was pretty thrilled about that. And it's nice to have something Steve made uh, on its way here to add to the collection. So if you're not following over on IG, he does do some cool projects. This last, uh, that one he just did with the, the twisted spike is really cool. Uh, so nice job on that, um, on Steve. He's, he's such a talented maker. I just wish he was a nicer guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's kind of he's kind of a cock, but um, and I wish he wasn't such a virgin, right? But um, no, so shout out to Steve, and I just want to real quick, um, you mentioned something earlier, Joel, about the three D printer and how you know it, it it promulgates the the ideas of um, that you have in your head. It's just an easy it's an easy outlet, and I wanted to shout out to Clinkspore real quick because they do something similar. They sell tools that make it really easy to bring your ideas and stuff to uh to fruition and um the more and more i get to know these guys the more and more i love and want to support them and uh, it's just especially with the holiday seasons coming up guys if you're if you're buying tools for your buddies or for your father or you're thinking about you know stuff for the house i would really uh push you guys to check them out you know small business america small business uh, these guys ship internationally too so if you're an international guy and there's that one thing that you just can't get where you're at um and they have it they will ship it to you uh, granted um, um unfortunately i don't know why it costs 12 dollars to ship something from the uk to here and 90 dollars to ship it from here to there but it does so the shipping prices still are included but they will work with you on that so um check out by the, for. by the way mike keeps telling you that there's a coupon code unicorn meat for zero percent off don't tell them don't tell them they have right. to, they have right. to earn oh man you burned them <laughs> i i i won't I, I won't say anything, but you should probably try the coupon Just code. check that out. If you're not a Toolmasters yeah. member and you you know you can't get those it, three hot deals it that might we have. Actually, 
it might actually work. Yeah, I've said it before about the Klingspor guys, and and uh, you know we um we have a small sponsorship thing with them, which I don't you know, and by that I mean they send Joel stuff, and me and Izzy don't benefit at all. But the, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mike gave me a, a well, never mind. Sorry, Mike, yeah. I won't tell anybody. That was a he gave you the sandpaper handy behind the dumpster at the uh, event, but um they that that company there is a real. Like they're the real deal. Like the guys that work for that company, guys and gals that work for that company, um, they're down earth folks. I've seen the plant where they make the stuff. I mean, this shit isn't being you know shipped in from China and and uh, no, these guys are stuff. they're legit. These guys are as yeah, legit as they, it gets. There are there are actual people in the United States yep. of America in 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 a just dreary little town outside of in North Carolina. It's a cute town. I don't know what you're talking about. You dreary. can shut up. There's no way it's a cute there's town. There's just nothing but to they, do um, there unless you're into yeah, like McDonald's or um, uh, what's the other hey, one? Hey, there's uh, a Starbucks in the Target. Give us <laughs> a break. There's yeah, a lingerie hey, place too. Not that it's not a lingerie uh, place. That's an adult toy store. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that they're different, but but yeah, they're uh, they're Everybody's a cute company. A um, they they are um, they're they're the real deal. They I mean they. That is the type of company you want to support. They are the type of people you want to support. Every single person we talked to that worked for that organization was absolutely wonderful and and completely embarrassed to be near us. Oh yeah, and and by the way, it's not like it's not like we showed up and we're like the Tom Cruise of the maker industry. So they just kissed our ass because you know we're we're that fantastic. We're we're nobody. Um, I mean, Izzy is uh, you know he's somebody in the the content creation world, and Joel carries a big stick. But uh, you know, they didn't have to be nice to me. <laughs> so, um, and they, and they are they're just they're really good people. You can tell the way they interact, the way their stores are set up, the way um, they treated us when we went to see them. Um, you know, it just hey, the way they were treating hey. other people was just. Uh, you, I mean, they are they are good folks. So you, you that's gotta, the type of the, these are the kind whoa, of guys. Whoa, they these don't are, pay they, us this much money. The, no, you gotta slow down. Easy. No, I'm. You know, once I fall in love with, they the, gave us a, a festival like sticker. They got, Let's not forget. You know, they won. They they've got me a hundred percent because these are the kind of guys you sit down and have a beer with and know when they get up they're going to work hard the next day they're going to take the money they earn they're going to go home and they're going to feed their kids they're going to take care of their family and they're going to mm-hmm. you know be part of a, a just a great part of the community so I'm a hundred percent on board with Klingspor and I. I you're going to hear more Klingspor from me all over the place yeah. because I just love them. Uh, uh, and that's, until the money runs out. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it's out. not about the money. Right. <laughs> and by money, I mean gifts to Joel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Which reminds I me, I just ran out of sandpaper and I had to buy some because I was in an emergency situation. I felt so freaking guilty. And I bought five sheets of it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. All right. But I won't part with it. I bought five I sheets. I won't part with it. And I, I ran out of their five-inch disc sander, not the rest of it. I got lots of other stuff. Yeah. But I, I bought five sheets of it from Lowell's, and I'm like, I, I got to go order some more. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, they're good folks over there. They really. If you ever have a chance to meet those guys, especially if you guys are in or around Hickory and you have a chance to swing by their uh, location, take a tour of their They're in their, Asheville, um, too, now, place. too, guys. Asheville, Hickory, and one, yeah. one or two other places. They're just good folks. By the way, if you see Mikey Z uh, and you get a, you can kiss him on his goatee. He doesn't get weird about that at all. Yeah. So, and um, I won't tell you what. what in fact, uh, he prefers it. Yeah, I won't tell you what the other guys there are like. But uh, if you get a chance to see Logan at the uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> shop up there, I'll tell you later what you can do to him. But there's almost nothing to tell him. The answer but, uh, is there is nothing you can't. Yes, exactly. But uh, listen, hey guys. Uh, maybe I've said too much.com is a great website. I know the guy that built it. Um, 
He's fantastic. His nipples are uh, a little oddly shaped, um, but uh, outside of that, great guy. The guy that's uh, the, actually doing the website is the guy also doing our uh, store. And I, I would like to offer take it easy a, on him, an amazing please. deal for people that want a shirt for Christmas to to hand their loved ones the the code because we're going to be putting up a code in a little bit for a discount on shirts. Shit, that means Christmas. I got to put the store together. That, that would be useful <laughs> because we have the inventory. Yeah, I gave you logins for the site too, by the way, <clears throat> Mister. I've used this before. Don't, no, don't give me I don't anything. <laughs> I just don't want to step yeah. on anybody's toes. No, there's no toes. There's right. I, I don't even wear sandals. But um so but yeah, uh check us out. We're at uh, at maybe podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh we're the most active on Facebook. If you're not a member of the We Like to Make Stuff group on um and based on our numbers, you probably are. Um because we get like what, ten requests a day now at this point to people to join that group. Um Definitely get in there. Uh, make sure that you put in the comments that you heard us on the podcast because that gets you in right away. Um, we ask questions to join. If you don't answer the questions, I delete your request right away. But um, just go ahead and put in there. Heard you on the podcast, and you know that'll be uh, that'll be your ticket in. But um, you know, check us out. Send us comments. Send us questions. If you got stuff you want to hear, definitely let us know. Um, you can hit us up our YouTube channel. There's comments on there. We never check. But feel free to write in there if you just want to waste your time. And then, uh, you know, find us on uh, Facebook and all that other stuff. So uh, we're there. We want to hear from you. But, um, guys, thank you. This has been uh, this has been a good conversation. It's been interesting to hear, um, you know, your your input, thoughts, and all that stuff. And uh, I'll go to bed with a jealous smile on my face. So. Yeah. You guys, you go home now. You've been here hour 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm home. I, uh, I, I took my pants off an hour and 42 minutes ago. I've been out so. of whiskey for a half an hour. Come on, we got to stop. Too much. So. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks, everybody, for for uh, stopping by, joining us, and all that good stuff. And uh, check us out. We'll see you guys in the next one. Love you guys. Good night. See you guys. Good night.